Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. This is the D&D Brief Podcast, and I am Sam Dillon, your GM slash DM, and I am here with Matthew. Say hello. Hello. Also, tell us about your character, what level, what race, what uh, class. I am playing Konos, uh, Konos Lindath, a fourth level sea elf warlock, a great old one. Excellent. And I'm also here with David. Hi, um, I'm playing Axley Tilling Quest, a fourth level bard halfling. <laughs> And I'm also here with Nina. Hello. Um, I play Emran Ornestia. Uh, she's a human fourth level cleric, storm cleric. Excellent. And last but not least, I am here with Karu. Hello, I'm Karu. I'm playing Marcel Duran. They are a Lutrinian sorcerer, not of the wild magic sort, just storm. <laughs> Who wants to do a recap, if anybody remembers? I have, like, two notes from last session. <laughs> what do they say? Crab person pings faint fey aberration and Calport, library of gray towers, other side of the world, Tomish repository, cheese exports. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Apparently that was what I found the most important from last <laughs> Nothing about the whole trip to the, 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 the temple or anything. No, that, that wasn't important for me. That was important for Nina. <laughs> yeah, once once the uh, the high priest uh, tried to get you to join the Temple of Goras, you, you were like, all right, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, we're done. I can, I can add what I've got. So we basically, we we got back to, we sailed back to Trask Bay and we had some kind of onboard discussions, um, kind of like what we were sort of what we all kind of thought of each other, what we were kind of planning to do next when we, we managed to keep the crab from getting eaten, getting eaten by crew or seagulls and dropped literally ding dong ditched it on Olgret's right in front of Olgret's office. Uh, we got our, we got all our paperwork and fees kind of waved, waved off on for that. Um, and then we kind of had our had our reputation spread around town within the within the local tavern a bit. We caught caught some people trying to sneak onto the ship and get a look at uh, Lucanius and Konos and Axley. Kind of convinced them to go elsewhere. <laughs> uh, and how did Konos do that? Well, Konos specifically, Konos convinced them that they were at the. Uh, Convinced the the, the the tavern people that uh, Olgret was serving crab stew, crab stew. But then he uh, kind of told the actual ship crewmate, uh, gave him more or less scared the hell out of him by showing him his screwed up eye. Speaking of screwed up eyes, um, and said basically, you know, you'll you'll you you might uh, be foul. This might befall you if you kind of step out of line like that again. So Konos <laughs> threw his weight around a little bit. I'm like, I'm sure that won't have any bad repercussions on us whatsoever. Um, from there, we kind of we split up a bit. Some of us went to the, li- the local library for some kind of research on Calport and where what we might find there. Uh, Nina or Emerin and 
Marcel took uh, Lucanius to the Temple of Goras to kind of get him, see if they could get him treated. Um, and then we more or less were preparing to kind of, I think we're going to take like another day or half day in, in town and then kind of make sail again. Okay. And uh, anything else? I mean, that is kind of it, right? There was a lot of uh, PC to PC conversation last game. Uh, Imran and Axley had a conversation about how much they wanted to tell Konos and Marcel. And then uh, Imran and Marcel had a conversation while they were trying to get Lucanius to the temple. Imran and Konos had a conversation. Konos and Marcel had a conversation. Konos, Axley, and Marcel had a conversation in the tavern while they were busy listening to all of the rest of the crew tell stories about giant octopuses. And yes, all of those things are correct that you all said. Uh, let's see, is there anything else? Um, one thing that kind of surprised us was finding out that Lucanius was from here, that he had apparently been missing. Right, yeah. And that his mom is still available and was looking for her son. Um, yes. and, and I'm not sure if we were going to follow up on that or not, but that was one thing that was like, oh, okay, this person is known here. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yes. Um, so that is how it stands. So I'll, I will remind you about some specifics of what you learned. Um, in, uh, so uh, first, the high priest's name was Nanar. And um, Axley, uh, when they went to the library, uh, when Konos and Axley went to the library, uh, Axley uh, was trying to find out anything about Cowport, and he learned that Cowport was a major export city. It was on a humongous lake uh, across the continent. It, um, it, the lake had some. It was so large it had um, strange effects, like uh, it had storms that were localized around that lake very close to that lake it also had things like storm wyverns that lived in the region uh, specifically around that lake and the library that was in calport calport was known for two exports uh, for uh let's see what do i have yeah the library in calport had three names the library of the gray towers the library of therondimus and the tomish repository it was unique almost unique among libraries because it was a true library where anyone can go into it and study something there as long as they had a specific piece of information they were looking for other libraries had requirements you had to be a member of the nobility uh, have have enough money to bribe your way in uh, be a um, studier of a particular arcane set of magics or something like that um but it, the library of therondimus anyone could go in there um, and uh, Cowport was known for cheese, as Karu said, and there was one other thing, and I don't think I wrote it down. Um, and then um, Konos was looking into the house of Adram, and he found one single notation uh, with anything referencing the house of Adram on it, and it was a handwritten piece of parchment that said, Define not the house of Adram, and it was signed by Betet of Cowport. And then I think that Konos uh, went to the Company of the Eastern Sun, the, the yep. agent there, and asked if there was a map or if anyone knew where Cowport was or if uh, there was any 
messages to and from Calport. And we didn't really resolve that because I think that was sort of right at the end. Right. They mentioned uh, the person there mentioned there was like essentially like they hadn't heard anything from there for a while, but they did have like a, a bunch of messages to be delivered there. And there is another uh, a CES office there. And I think Imran asked High Priest Nanar if he could look into uh, the, the crabification of the people and if that if there was some, anything in the books about that or anything about the library at Calport because it had a symbol of Straben on it in, in her vision. And I think Konos asked the Eastern Sun agent if there were any charts that showed Calport on it. They said they would try to get something together for you. So that's where we stand. So what would you all like to do? Well, it sounds like we, it seems like we have just enough information to be dangerous. Like we didn't delve deeply into any of these, <laughs> these items. <laughs> yeah. Remember the library in Trastenfin is uh, cobbled together to say the least. It's, it, it really, the, the only reason it even has a sort of organizational scheme is because um, they wanted to make sure that if any, uh, any member of a refugee's family or something came in, they would be able to more easily locate maybe some family heirlooms or something. Uh, but it's really, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a major repository of knowledge that has been cataloged and organized by someone who has knowledge of how to best organize such things. So it's not really surprising that you're not finding a ton. It's actually more surprising that you found what you did about Calport. Is there another obvious place to check for navigation charts that might lead us in the right direction, like a navigator's guild? Let's see. Here's the here are the options. There is who might have a map. The current mapping guild has an office in town. They probably have they probably have maps of some sort. You're not sure how far ranging those maps would be. You know, it it's um it's possible the minnows have a map. Um, they do uh, protect any ship that is that is, you know, moving through and trying to take passage somewhere. Um, so it's possible that through their interactions with others, especially out of towners, they might they might have a map. So I'll remind you, the the minnows uh, is a group of founders, Lutrinians, and sea gnomes that have banded together to ensure safe passage of ships throughout the abundant reef structures, icebergs, and submerged land masses uh, in the world. And they are the ones who, um, Torpin, the lighthouse keeper, told you that the minnows are who, that's who run the reef house across the way. So it's possible that they have been, you know, gathering charts and information from the different ships and whatnot that they help make a safe passage. Are they a pretty open group or are they pretty elitist? Well, uh, the group itself is elitist. You have to be a founder, a Lutrinian, or a C-Gnome to join. <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, their interactions with other people, they generally they help anyone. They don't just look out for their own. So it's unclear whether they would actually share that sort of knowledge uh, with an outsider, but... Um, Marcel is a Lutrinian, so and Konos is a sea elf, so that that might hold some sway, possibly. Konos is actually probably pretty familiar with that because Konos isn't isn't your cache, your home area, isn't it? Uh, out near the reef house where you where you have glitter glitter maw. Uh, it's in that region, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, 
yeah, Glittermaw is the dragon turtle that. Yeah, 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 I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of it's it's in that general region. I think it's like sort of westish, mm-hmm. from what I recall. Okay. Um. So I will save you some trouble then, and I will tell you that um, a little. Let's see. It was what early. It was midday when you walked uh, Lucanius to the temple, and then you went back to the pub the tavern um and we sort of end it so it's probably the evening it's probably been an hour or so since konos was at the eastern sun agency and a messenger comes in and gives you a note that says that your contact at the company of the eastern sun has something for you okay does he want me to come back with him right away or meet him in the morning at your leisure at your leisure it says okay um, if it's not if it's not too late in the evening, I'll 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 swing back. Yeah, I mean it's probably only but five or six, something like okay. that. All right, then yeah, I'll I'll swing back, and if anyone wants to come with me, they're welcome. Sure. So Konos and Axley, anybody else? I'm gonna stay. I'll take along. Okay, you're gonna stay in the in the tavern. Okay, so Imran's gonna stay in the tavern, and Marcel is gonna tag along. Okay. Uh, so you go to the um company of the Eastern Sun office. And the agent is there, and he has a rolled-up piece of parchment for you. Okay. And he says, um, this, is, this is the best I could do. It, it, unfortunately, you know, we, while we try to um, keep accurate charts, and, and whenever, whenever an agent comes back, we try to get them to picture their charts so we can make copies of them. You know, that's, that's slow, painstaking work, and they're not often in port long enough. So... I have a map for you, but it is not complete. I would say it is the the best the best description. Uh, if you have someone that can make a copy of it for you, I would loan it to you for a couple of days, and you can have a copy made or make one yourself. And then I would need this back because I'm not, you know, not really. It's not supposed to leave the office, but uh, I understand you have you've already been out doing some things that are a little bit impressive. So. Uh, I'm willing to give you this map if you if you bring it back to me before you leave port. Okay, uh, I'm I'm agreeable to that. These are my shipmates, uh, Marcel and Axley, by the way. Nice to meet you. Let's see, uh, do we have any? Is anybody proficient with the cartographer's school, tools that can make a copy of this? I'm not. No, I have navigators' tools, not cartographer tools. Same. Is there any magic that can be used to copy it? Is there a good spell that? Would do that? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think so, actually. If there's anything official in 5e, I've seen some uh, third-party stuff where there is like a, an actual like a photocopy spell. It's an, I think it, it basically says you know it copies like ten lines of ten piece, ten pages per minute, or it's either ten pages <laughs> per minute or ten pages per hour, or something like that. But it literally that's a little makes, too specific. It literally <laughs> makes a copy of whatever you any non-magical. I was thinking like mage hand or something that could just pick up a pen and could draw it <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> so you can um, you can try to create a map from a map that you have with you. Try to create a copy of it using intelligence nature, and you can use if you have proficiency with navigators tools or calligraphers supplies or cartographers tools. You can attempt to make a copy using an intelligence nature check. These are my house rules that I have in front of me. I can I can aid because I have navigators yeah. tools, but I am not very intelligent. <laughs> also, if if anyone is proficient with water vehicles, that actually can 
can help because then you you know sort of what how to draw a, a cartographer's map that shows the the actual things that you need to see on it, even if it's not exactly to scale. Okay, yeah, I've I've got this, so I'll give it a shot. If Marcel can give me a hand, it takes hours to make this map oh, okay. to make this copy. Yeah. So, uh, the, so I actually uploaded it to Discord already. It's the thing that says "Do not open this until instructed to do so." Okay. So <laughs> I'm instructing I'm instructing you to do so. <laughs> that's that's the ma- that's the map that he's showing you. So let me know when you're when you're looking at that. So on this map, if you see this, the gray hexes, those are uncharted hexes. Okay. The, the red bull lines. Those are the routes that the that the CES office knows uh, are traversable. That's those are the routes that have been taken by CES agents, members members of the guild. Oh. So he he sort of unrolls the map and he points at it. He says, "There there it is, right there." And where Eastern Sun agents go there quite often. Um, I mean, it's just that they don't get back very often. You know, quite often. So to, generally, people don't come all the way back out to this far, as far west as Trasimfin. So it's still above water, then? There's still an island there? So they say. The person that you're talking to hasn't actually personally been there himself. Okay. And then, uh, is Trasimfin, is that like the area kind of in the center of the map, with like the three green hexes and the one yellow with a couple houses in it? No, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> this this map is not on your it's not located on your other map. It is to the oh. to the west of your other map. Gotcha. So Trasfin would be off the map eastwards. So yeah. So if you if you go east, uh, just to clarify, we had talked about you possibly um, having interactions with the company, the Eastern Sun. Do you are you a member of that faction? Yes. Okay. So you're a member at the Watcher level. So you're you're a, a relatively low level operative in the organization, and you're not necessarily, uh, you know, trusted. Not that you're not trusted, but you're not necessarily trusted with, with Eastern Sun, resources. But you know, uh, Traston Finn is so far out of the way that he's not. You know, he just doesn't. He doesn't want to put it on record that he's giving it to you. But yeah, a little under the table thing. Yeah, it's kind of under the table, and you've dealt with him before, so it's not. Um, it's not a horrible thing, you know. And so, you know, you, you can tell that he feels kind of, you know, he knows he's giving you like a half a map, you know. I mean, it's, it's this person would consider it shameful that there's so many gray splotches on this map and so many sort of unknown areas. Still, something's better than nothing. Presumably. <laughs> um, so it's, pro- it's probably going to take you, if you sit down and, and slowly try to copy that map, uh, it's going to take you like two and a half hours to get a, a fair, fairly decent facsimile of that. Okay. That that would be considered a pretty exact copy. All right. Yeah, I'll take a couple hours to work on that. Okay. So you want to? Are you going to go back to the tavern? Or are you going to stay at the Eastern Sun office? What are you? What are you thinking about? I'll probably stay at the office to work on it here. Okay. Are you going to stay with? I'll stay because I I did say I'd help. Um, okay. With the mapping. Actually, you're going to stick around as well. No, since they're the best suited to do that, I think I'm just going to go back to the the inn then, the bar. Okay. And... Kill some time. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Konos, do you want to give me a uh, intelligence nature check then? Okay. And I'm adding uh, my proficiency with navigator's tools, you said? Yes. 
Does he get advantage for the aid? Yes, he gets advantage because. Uh, Thank you. Because yeah. that, that was a one. Because the first one was a one. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Slightly That's better. why I'm here. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, all right, so eight, ten. Ten altogether. Okay, so luckily for you, what, what's on the map itself isn't even all that intricate. So uh, the, the hardest part that you have is making sure that your map matches the uh, scale of the of the chart that's there and um that's made more difficult because there's already not a scale on the copy that he has but um actually making a copy of this map the unknown areas actually make it easier to map because they're just such huge swaths of of nothingness um and so it takes you about two and a half hours to do that but you're you're relatively happy with uh, the result that you have um for a two and a half hour uh, fray into cartography, you're you're pretty decently happy. So this will give us a start, and maybe we can, and maybe we can fill in some of these gray areas when we're when we're on our way. How fast is our ship? How many hexes can our ship do in a good average day? Your ship, the Tempest's Fortune, has a speed of um, three miles per hour travel speed that's about 72 miles a day and the hexes uh, on this map are um roughly three miles so so it's one purse per hour one hex per hour theoretically yes uh, assuming that there uh, are no uh, anomalies yeah um and that the smooth sailing <laughs> yeah smooth sailing uh, the wind is with you and all that kind of uh, so, some such you know and looking at just like tracing along the the navigational lines, I'm counting. Looks like about forty forty two or forty three hexes from the edge of the of their map to where Calport is. So that's about one hundred thirty miles, assuming it's to scale. Right. Yeah. So and but you had been told also. Remember, you'd been told roughly fifteen days. So that doesn't add up. <laughs> so that's that's somewhat questionable. So either that information was incorrect, or you know, because uh, you know, just a few days travel that doesn't that got us to that got us to the crab island. Yeah, yeah. People would go there more often if it was just a few days. Right, right. And remember, no one in this town was even sure that it was still sort of around. Even the Lutrinian clan didn't really know. Like, is it still? They knew about it, but they didn't know if it still is. You know. Yeah, that's making me think it's farther than just a few days off for sure. Yeah. And you know, make in making the map, you sort of realize that, right? Like it, like you're realizing, oh wait, you know, the information we had was that it was a 15 day trip, so 30. Because remember, you were planning on loading a ship with 30 days worth of supplies, and this doesn't seem right. So maybe the um, scale of these maps is off. Yeah, it seems it seems like there's something definitely not just not squaring up for sure. It's either that is off. Or something's making it so that travel long distances uh, or travel along the sea is less than it should be. It's one or the other. All right. So before I before we leave, I'll I would ask him. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll we're willing to you know deliver your deliver the messages and what the whatnot the the courier bag. Uh, would they would they pay us when we get there? How does how would we arrange for that? How would we arrange that? Uh, you you take it to the uh, Eastern Sun office wherever you land 
uh, and they will look through it. And if, if there's anything there for their island or region, they'll take it and they'll pay you a fee based on how much of it. And then you'll take the rest. Uh, or, or they take all of it and part of it set aside for whichever ship is going you know, further in that direction or whatnot. Okay. Uh, but the Eastern Sun office will pay you. Okay. That. All right. So basically pay on payment on delivery. Okay. Right. So, right. But you, you'll get, you'll earn more per piece that's at, at its final destination mm -hmm. uh, versus if you're dropping it off and it's just a, a you know, chain in the chain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And then I would also ask, like, have there been any reports of people from people like sailing that direction or sailing westward of like either any, uh, Either unusual creature sightings or pirate sightings or anything like that. Nothing more than the normal, um, you know, the in the open region that's just to the uh, to the to the northwest of Trast Bay. You know, there's there are a couple of small islands and there's some you know pirate activity around there that's that's already known about. Nothing and nothing other than that. Okay, good to hear. All right, then I think I'm about wrapped up here. Unless he's got anything else for us. Uh nope. He's he's actually quite pleased that you sat down and did the map, so that it's not even leaving his, you know, his office. Yeah. So he's pretty happy about that. And I'll uh, give him. Yeah, I'll give him the original back and uh, depart. Perfect. What are Imran and actually doing at the tavern? Eating a meal, having a drink, just seeing what the local activity is. I was gonna say. I was just gonna. Uh, if either. Taruma or Glaphius are there. We're going to be starting a conversation with them and kind of seeing if they know anything about um, this library or where we're supposed to be going. Uh, about Calport or about just things to the west? Things to the west. Just casual conversation, see what comes up. Okay. Um, Taruma is in the back cooking because it's it's the it's the dinner time when a lot of people come in and order food, and Glaphius is uh, tending bar. Yeah, I'll be, I'll sit at the bar and kind of pick his brain. Heard anything about the West? If we were to travel there, do you know anything? Heard stories about Calport specifically? Are you asking? No, just West. Oh, just West. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, people say they've gone west and. And lots of people that go west, they just don't come back. I don't know. They they say it's uh it's 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 where you know the bigger continents used to be, but uh, I don't I don't know. I ah uh, there aren't very many returned customers that go west for very far distances. You know the, the most people they stay in this region. I don't know much about the west. I know Templefast is over there. You ever been to Templefast? It's an old ruin. Quite fascinating. You you would probably really enjoy it because you're a you're a you're one of those acolytes there of Goros. But you know, really really fun stuff over there. That's what I hear anyway. What kind of temple was it? Do you know what god? Well, t Temple Fast was a town. It was. It was a yeah. It was a, it was a town, and it was it was. I mean, it had lots of temples. It was its its claim to fame was that it it welcomed temples of all. All worshippers of anything, and uh, and and yeah, it was uh, so. When you go over there, you see all of the destroyed temples of everyone. It's quite some some fascinating things over there. You know, uh, my 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 daughter Taruma. You know, she's 
she's she's uh, likes that history and all of that. And so every once in a while, a sailor will bring her back some some ancient goodie from from one of those places, and it'll have a symbol on it that's you know not seen or you know not not a not a not a god that anybody worships anymore. It's sort of one of those ancient things, you know and Gosh, we got a cellar full of the stuff down there, but uh, uh, it's really fun. You'd probably really like it. I'll bet if you went over there with your boat, you know, I know you got a boat. I know you had that crab thing going on. You know, I've been listening to your, to your, to your, your, your sailors, you know, and, uh, and, and I'll bet if you went over there, you'd find all kinds of little artifacts to bring back and, and, uh, and, and you'd probably find some stuff about old Goros in there. Bet, bet, um, having, you might not know, maybe Taruma would know better, but have you heard, have you seen anything with like a carving that says Ian, Tar- Ian Tarsus on it? Is that right? You know, I don't read so good. I don't, I, I, I if it, if it has letters and stuff, I don't, I don't know too much about it, but uh, not, not to my recollection. I haven't seen anything like that. But Taruma, you know, you want to go back into the kitchen? I'm sure Taruma would be happy to to talk to you about all of her goodies. It's, you know, you might have to help her stir some stew or something, you know. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, actually. I can, I can wash dishes or do whatever she needs. I'll go back and help and we can have a chat. Sure, go on back. Right back through there, through, through that curtain points down at the end of the bar there's a curtain that goes sort of into the back actually would you care to join sure i can do some dishes <laughs> if you get me a stool <laughs> i was gonna say you can watch out for our friends and call me back when they get here <laughs> uh, so you get into the back uh and it's a it's a relatively large kitchen for the size of the place um there's a little sort of chimney smoker thing, and there's a big, big, huge pot. It's all the pot is almost so large that it doesn't fit into the opening of the of the fireplace area. And you see these big crab legs sticking out of it. And uh, then you see Taruma. Taruma's probably, you know, almost thirty years old. She's a human female. And she's standing, and she's really tall, and she's got this these this amazing like um uh like um like an apron on because she's cooking, and this apron has like a thousand pockets in it, and you could see all of these utensils and whatnot all sticking out of all these different pockets, and and the thing it looks like it's threaded with like gold. I mean, it's it's really like. It's got these flower patterns embroidered into it, and just really high quality clothing material, but it's an apron. And she's wearing these huge earrings and they have like they're very sparkly and and she's just happy as a clam and she's moving around and stuff. And you see that she's talking to somebody who's on the other side of a counter that you can't see. Um, but she's talking about how to prepare different hearty stews and and whatnot and that's what you see when you walk in yeah she's speaking my language <laughs> <clears throat> just kind of like poke my head hey taruma need any help 
uh, as you sort of walk in and you look over and you and you ask her uh, if she needs help, she she turns and she says, "Oh, sure, we always need help. Come on in, come on in." She waves you in and and says, "Come on, we've we've got we've got a big job in front of us. We're making a giant pot over here. Come on over." So I'll go over. Actually, are you following? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as you come in, you sort of round the corner. You go. You end up next to her, and now you can see across the counter. And on the other side of the counter, you see Olgrat, the dwarf dock watch captain, on top of the crab, and he's 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 got several knives and a, like a butcher knife thing, and he's trying to cut as much of this crab out as possible and maintain the shell in, in really good shape. And he is just covered in crab crap. <laughs> just, just, yeah. it's like he had, like has probably fallen down in it five times. And just, he is just like, he's, he's got, it's all stuck in his beard, you know, and he's really, really uh, particular about his beard and, you know, he keeps his pipes and everything in there. So it's just, he just looks disgusting, but he's got such a big smile. He didn't even notice that you're there. He's just chopping away, and he's trying to cut things into the big enough punks that he can pull them out, put them on the counter. And she's at the counter, and she's chopping them into small, small pieces that are all exactly the same size. And you know, she's got other kinds of things. She's she's got other foodstuffs there that she's all prepping everything. And uh, yeah, she says, "Oh, uh, gra grab a knife there, and uh, and pull up a chair, and and chop with me." I'd be happy to have you help me out. We're going to have the, the biggest, biggest pot of crab chowder we've ever had. That sounds lovely. I roll up my sleeves and I grab a knife and start cutting, I guess. I'll find a stool to do some dishes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a pretty big pan filled with dishes, uh, and there's a, there is a, a, a bucket there. Uh, that you can tell the the water came out of the well that you could probably wash the dishes with. Um, and right about the time that you pull up your stool and and set to work, Olgrat notices. Oh, it's you again. Us again. Come here to have some of my crab stew, huh? At this point, I don't really know if I really want to eat it. So, <laughs> oh no, great. Ah. I would like to ask, I came here to ask you a few questions, Sharuma, actually. I was talking to your father out front, and he told me that you had an interest with Temple Fest and some ancient relics. Oh, yes. I really like it there. I've been three times already. And every time I go there, I always find something new. And every time I see a sailor that's going in that direction, I always tell him to stop and get me something. I didn't know you traveled there yourself. Well... I don't tell my father. How long of a journey is it? It can't be that long. Oh, just a few days there and back. I don't stay very long. You know, it's pretty dangerous. I always make sure that I have my, my brother and my cousins with me. But, you know, my, if my father knew, he'd be really mad. So don't tell him, okay? All grats. She looks over. <laughs> ah, I'm not listening to you. Your secret's safe. I was wondering if you had come across any kind of artifacts with the name Ian Tarsus on it, or if it meant anything to you? 
and Tarsus. Oh man, Tarsus, huh? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, she's sort of thinking. She starts, she starts like drawing with her hand, like on the table, like writing things out. No, no, nothing in Tarsus. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. And just then, Olgrat butts in. This is Ian Tarsus. Eh, it's an old dwarven king. Old dwarven king? Yeah. What are you doing talking about that ages ago? Uh, pretty sinking long ago, right? Oh, yeah. These are old tales. Old, like, dwarven history tales. This is, this is what all the little dwarves learn in the clan. We learn about King Ian Tarsus and his folly. His folly? Ah, oh, yes, well, you know, he was, uh, he was an odd one among the dwarves. He was mean and selfish. He was more like a tyrant than a king. And, well, he made some, hmm, how do I explain it? Um, uh, choices. Decisions that weren't so great. They were, mm, well, well, they were shameful. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's a tale that that the dwarves tell their children because then that teaches them how to not be bad people. Uh, Ian King and Tarsus, he was. He he was guilty of many sins, and he he betrayed the All Father, and he betrayed the White Lady, and he betrayed them all. And well, he he paid for it, and all of his descendants paid for it. And well, there were two things that he did that were especially horrible. Those would be he sold some children into slavery, and he. He helped, he helped Iolioth's children get rid of the tieflings. He was able to help destroy an entire race of people. That's evil. Whose children did he sell into slavery? His own? No. Not his own. It was Delencia, the Queen of Souls. That's what they call her, anyway. That part, I'm, I'm not sure how much of it's true, but it's a long tale, and I'm not, I'm not really a historian, so you'd have to find another dwarf to tell you. I'm not sure I want to utter the shame of the dwarven ancients. Sorry, backtracking. Who helped? Who destroyed the tieflings? Uh, so there's a the. The race called Iolioth's children. Iolioth is the first dragon in the world, in world history. And uh, the the dragon kin race that is descended from the first dragon, they're they're called Iolioth's children. And they uh, destroyed the tieflings in a in a war amongst the races. And um, apparently, there was a dwarven king at that time who helped them, according to Olgrat. Oh, he sounds like a particularly despicable individual. Aye. Not something I'm proud of, for sure. 
You can understand I don't talk about it very often. We all have family members that are <laughs> in that category. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about real life? or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes reunions awkward. <laughs> I, won't, I won't press much farther, but thank you for sharing that information. Threw me for a loop. I have no idea. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> any hypothesis yep. I had about this thing is gone. What about his descendants? Is there any rumors or uh, stories about what happened to them? Are you asking Olgrat? Are you asking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His descendants or the descendants of the like people he helped enslave? His, uh, Tarsus. Oh, his, okay. yeah. oh, Ian Tarsus. Okay. Yeah. He says, well, their line and their clan were exiled. And I'm sure that they perished in the sinking. We don't track them in our histories anymore. As I said, it's so long ago. It's, it's, it's wives' tales, you know? It's, it's not something that we, that we tell as part of the dwarven history. It's what we tell our children to keep them in line. Don't misbehave or Delencia will come back and take what is owed her. She'll steal the dwarven children because her children were taken and sold into slavery. Um, roll history check. Memory check. <laughs> history. Okay. Um, Fourteen. Four. <laughs> Fourteen and a four. Uh, actually, as you're hearing Olgrat talk about this, it's reminding you about a story that you heard just a, a, a couple of weeks ago from Torpin, from the Lighthouse Keeper. And uh, remember, he said that uh, the, the boogeyman story of his childhood and his people and his his family was something kind of similar that there was some kind of uh boogeyman that would come and take the children hmm. and that was related to the um the symbol and he said the symbol was related in some way to the house of adram and just as you're hearing olgrat tell the story and mention that uh, they would tell their children, you know, if you don't stay in line, if if you if you misbehave too much, Delencia will come back and steal back what was taken from her, steal back what was hers, and in other words, she's going to come and take the children. And that's kind of what Torpin said about the House of Adram. You, if you're not paying attention, if you're not minding your parents, then some, you know, someone from the House of Adram are going to come and take you. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'll bring that up. But I recall Torpin saying something very similar about the House of Adrian. That you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he says the what? The House of who? Adrian. Adrian. A D R I M. I don't know anything about that. That's not a dwarvish name. 
I think so. Interesting, though, that the stories are similar. Yeah, strikingly similar in the in the details that Torpin told you are sort of they're they're matching up very closely. In in more than just the you know societies that have children who misbehave and they try to keep them in line. Of course, there's a boogeyman. There's sort of urban tales and you know old wives' tales and stuff like that. But but these are some of the details that that are there seem non-coincidental to Axley. We went to the library and tried to find information on Adrian. We looked it up and couldn't find any reference, almost as if it had been stricken from any records. And the only thing we found was a handwritten note tucked into a book that was a warning. It's, it was signed Petit of Calport saying, defy not the house of Adrian. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't know why that'd be related. Just a similar story. Hmm. I feel like he's lying. I feel like he's hiding something. You can roll an insight check if you'd like to. Would. <laughs> and, um, 14. He is... It does seem like he's hiding something, but not that he's being... Um deceptive, but more that he's hiding because it's shameful to him to him because it's a bad time in his people's history. And you know, dwarves, as much as they're rough and all that, that the dwarves in this setting are pretty traditional honor bound clans. Um and also, you know, uh the dwarven clans in this setting, they they don't know who their parents are. The 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 entire clan raises all the children at once. And so the clan bonds are very, very strong. And so if a leader of a clan, which is basically what an ancient king would have been, uh, behaves so poorly that it's passed down for generations and generations, that's a pretty, you know, and it's not like, you know, one of us telling like a Grimm's fairy tale kind of tale where there might be some true origin to that tale, but it's so far removed that we, it's not, not really meaningful to us in a very personal way. Um, to him, it's obvious that whatever he's saying is meaningful to him in a personal way. So he's being deceptive about maybe he's trying to not show a lot of emotion about it and not really tell you about it, but not in a way that he the things he said are untrue, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I'm dropping the subject at that point. Then. <laughs> yeah, he's he kind of kind kind of almost imperceptibly sort of shifts his weight to almost have his back to you so that he can cut a different part of the crab but not like an obvious like i'm snubbing you but more like i'd rather talk about something else kind of thing you know also from your insight check you can tell he actually likes you quite a bit so he's pretty ashamed that that he had to tell you this horrible thing like he's kind of shocked like what is this human woman doing coming in here and asking me about Ian Tarsus of all things, you know, like that's not doesn't make any sense to him whatsoever, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go back to uh, picking Taruma's brain about the. I have the worst Temple Fest. Um, how large is the island? How much of it have you explored? 
oh, I don't go on the island much. I, I, I just go into the main temple area and there's some, there's a couple of floors down there. I stay on the top floor. I don't even really go very far down, you know, uh, because it's really dangerous and it smells when you get farther down. I went to the second floor one time and when I got back, I had to throw my clothes out because I was afraid that my father would notice that I smelled so strange. He might think I'm sick or got into something. I don't know. It was it was pretty disgusting. So I actually haven't been back since that time. It was kind of scary. But um, did you see anything scary or was it just kind of ominous and stinky? She sort of looks back at Axley and then she looks at Olgrad and she kind of leans over to you and she tries to whisper as as low as she can. Well, I thought I saw a skeleton walking, but none of the other guys with me saw it. So I was, I, nobody would really believe me. So I just dropped it and then we left. It wasn't attacking us or anything. So they thought I must have just been making it up. They refuse to take me back now. That's why I haven't been there in about three weeks. Well, with what we've seen, I definitely believe you. (laughs) (laughs) What have you seen? Her eyes get really big. Kind of like gesture to the giant crab sitting in front of us. (laughs) She says, oh, oh, right. I get it. Only ever been to Temple Fast in just that one area. I've only gone there. The town's all in ruins, and I didn't want to round and maybe hurt myself there. Understandable. Do any of your traveler friends ever, ever bring you any relics from farther west? Well, maybe near Calport? I haven't really asked them to. I guess I could. I mean, hmm. I do make good friends with all these sailors, you know, if they're especially nice to me and they take me places, I give them a discount on their drinks. So don't tell anybody, though, because then they'll all be asking. Don't tell anybody. I don't, I guess I could ask them, but I don't really ask them about anything farther around than here. I don't really reckon I'll ever get off this island anymore, you know, except maybe, maybe back down to Temple Fast a little bit, but not farther than that, you know. I'm going to inherit this place when my dad gets ready to retire, so I'm just going to stay here, I guess. He'll do a good job. <laughs> yeah. With that, I'm going to start finishing up whatever I'm doing, and I wish you luck with the rest of your meal preparations, and I hope it's a very good one. Oh, it's going to be good. I can already tell. Uh, Axley, are you... Are you uh, is there anything you want to add to the conversation? Um, yeah. Um, are there any hazards on the way to the island that we should be aware of? Anything you've seen that's hazardous for sailing? Well, I mean, you know, they say there's pirates down by Donier, but I don't know. I've never seen any other ships every time we've gone, but it might just be because the sailors don't take me if they think it's going to be dangerous. Okay. Thanks for letting yourself out. Thanks for letting us pick your brains. We're going to be off now. All right. Back out of the door. Have a good dinner. Uh, I'm going to scan the room. Are our friends back yet? Um, Probably shortly. If they're not back, they will be shortly. I mean, it's been, I don't know. How, I, let's see. How long do you think? Yeah, they're probably back already. 
I'll, if I see them, I'm gonna bring them around and plop down next to them. Okay. So now you're all sitting at the table there in the tavern. How were your adventures this evening? Uh, informative, and we were able to get we were able to get um, something of a map um, that shows the best sure. that shows the best routes to take, and I'll show her the copy I made. So the it's it has raised a few questions about exactly how far of a journey we're going to be traveling. So um, we may, as far as getting supplies, we may want to we may want to count on a longer journey rather than a shorter one. Try to explain, like I would agree with that. Sorry. Would agree with that, yeah. Strangely, Taruma says she goes back and forth quite often, and she says it's not very far. Temple Fest, Temple Fest is not oh. Calport. Oh, okay. That's an intermediate stop. It's not on the same island. It's like super close to where we're at right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Temple Fest is an island that is just due almost directly uh, west from you. Um, and it's basically, according to the map that you have, it's swampland, some marshy areas with a ruined uh, village and a ruined temple and some hills with uh, dead trees on them. Okay, and that's only a couple of days. N- not e- yeah, not even, it's very close. Yeah, day, day and a half. Yeah. There and back. It's closer, actually, than the crab island that you guys went and found. And uh, there's also an island uh, to the south of Trast Bay called, uh, well, the town on it's called Donir. So that's also pretty well-traveled. In fact, um, lots of people in Trastenfin have uh, been to and from Donir several times. So... Yeah, I'd say we prep for a relatively long journey. Okay. And Algrath is back there looking prettier than ever and uh, cooking his crab. <laughs> and he mentioned something from his history about that name that we found. That's the name that's written on that fork, right? The crab fork. Yeah. Which was a, he says it's an ancient evil dwarven lord who did some atrocities in the, in the long past. Um, he doesn't know what happened to the descendants, but the story he tells about how they scare dwarven children that the the children will, their children will disappear in the night because of his deeds sounded very similar to what to what Torpin told us at the lighthouse when he related that story. It makes me wonder then why a random person on a random island would have something with that with that person's name carved on it. Yeah. I feel like that might have been their kind of territory or wherever they were exiled to after or before the sinking. And then after the sinking occurred, they might have just been wiped out. A relic of the past. Imran, remember, you suspect that um, the... Remember when you were looking at the hologram and the, the 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 one mad scientist person said you know, they must have the key. Mm-hmm. And you thought maybe the key was... That fork. The fork thing. You all had discussed it, and there were only a few things that possibly could have been the key. Um, the piece of paper that 
that Axley picked up out of the pocket of the main crab guy, which said something about key of portals. And then you found the 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 fork with the word Ian Tarsus on it. And then there were the tablets that had that were partial tablets that had instructions for the ritual on it. So those were kind of the three things that yeah. you all had considered. Maybe one of those is the key or you know the lens itself was already in the that room, so probably not the key. Mm. Mm. Mine's not working tonight to put this all together. Yeah, I'm sure we don't have nearly the full story at this point, so I'm not. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it, you know, you're you're picking up uh, clues and stories about things you've never heard of, so it's you know, it's not like a lot of stuff we don't know. But the next question is, what would you like to do then? <laughs> I was going to say, what's the plan? Are we leaving midday tomorrow? Have we gotten all of our provisions for the most part? Do we still need to kind of go do that? Yeah, can we provision that fast and get the things we need? Uh, you can have your crew go. If you give them lists of things to purchase, they can go do the provisioning and uh, put everything away. They'll do it in the morning. They're all still in the tavern drinking right now, so <laughs> right when the majority of them when everyone's got a clear head in the morning. Yeah, there there's a skeleton crew still on board, but um, yeah, the majority of them are uh, enjoying themselves, and you know, I need to take care of any more business here. Is there anything else anybody wants to do while we're at port here? I know I'd want to get a couple personal supplies, but I'm a little short on money. I don't know if we have like a group fund we're doing or anything like that. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, I forgot. At some point this week, um, I was like staring at the writing on the chamber wall. Oh. Like me, myself, out, yeah. out of game. Uh, <laughs> and I was like trying to figure out this cipher or whatever it is. Um, and we had... So we found 75 gold pieces on the Tempest Fortune when we first found it, mm -hmm. uh, along with a litany of other things um, that I think, some of which we don't really need, um, some of which we can make use of. But the other thing we found were 11 amethyst gems, which is super bizarre. And I was looking at the writing and there's something about amethyst gems. Oh, there was? I don't know. The amethyst is the master. And I was wondering, do we want to sell those or do we want to keep them in case they're something important to a ritual that we might have to do in the future? Because they're worth 20 to 25 gold pieces each, depending. Mm -hmm. So that would give us a good amount of money to start out with, but they might be useful later. Because other than that, we don't have a lot of, like, gold available, right? We're kind of short. Right. I have seven total on my person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. would have a crew to pay at some point during this journey. Yeah. So, I mean, so we could potentially get more if we need to later. If we find out, oh, those are, those are used for some kind of ritual, I mean, we could potentially acquire more of those uh, some other place. 
I say we sell those then just so we have enough to get supplies and then I would so we agreed upon paying the crew one silver piece per day right it's either one or two I think it was two silver one silver was the regular price but you wanted to go for two silver uh, yeah and then everyone who had a share in the um so basically the rest of us were taking 12.5 percent of whatever we find plus two silver per day um yeah but i would i would like to kind of toss a little bit more at them just because we didn't find any kind of like treasure to split yeah so what you what you what i what i actually have is 50 percent for the officers yeah. Which is that's where that twelve point five percent comes from, and then the other fifty percent is reserved for ship maintenance and repair, and then paying the crew. Uh, paying the crew is two silver pieces per day, and then you were planning on giving them some sort of monthly bonus to keep them happy. So you have sixteen crew members, so that's thirty-two silver pieces per day that you're going to have outgoing. And how many silver per gold? Is it 20? 10. Yes. Only 10. Uh, so um, copper's like a penny, and silver is like a dime, and then gold a dollar. So, so our daily expense is just over three gold then, right? Just in terms of paying the crew. Right. So at the end of this week, we pay 22 gold pieces and four silver pieces. So that cuts the fun significantly. And if we're planning to travel for a month, 30 days. Also remember that you had a two and a half day trip out and a two and a half day trip back. So tomorrow is technically day six of their week. So if you pay them on the seventh day, then in two days you need 32 gold or uh, silver pieces. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, you... you you have those 11 what, amethysts, and you had um, two crates of spices, two crates of salted fish, two crates of candied nuts, uh, sacks, sacks of gunpowder, yeah, gun oh. and then yeah. uncured shrimp, but you found the 75 gold in there. Um, and you've now completed all of the work. You know, all, you've paid all the registration fees and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, you know, you're free and clear except for paying your crew and paying yourself. Yeah. I'm sure some of the, like, salted fish and candied nuts and all that can be used as sundry for the journey we're planning. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so that saves us money. We don't have to buy it. I would say the kegs of spice is something that we could off-put off because I don't think we really need spices. What? You have boring food every day. Well, you're gonna make my life miserable. The only spice was that was in there was a some kind of paprika, and some the rest was like smoke smoking spices, not for food. Um, or sugar, salt, paprika, and sugar, like a tobacco yeah. substance, right? Yeah, yeah. dussel root. root, which is like a clove. It can be smoked, but it can also be used like as a spice or an additive. Yeah, that's all good stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't need two kegs of it, though. <laughs> uh, you also have a crate of robes, remember, as well, with the embroidered um, symbol on them. I don't know if I want to get rid of those. Right. I think we hold on to those for now. 
but we don't have. Yeah, we have to be pretty careful. Yeah, we don't have cannons or any kind of firearms, so we don't need the gunpowder either. I don't think. Unless we want to buy some cannons, but I think those are way beyond our budget right now. Yeah. Right. And we don't have like the ports for cannons either. I mean, we could put them on the deck, but uh, that that sounds like a lot of work. For now, until we we make it big with something. Yeah. Because having some, like, I mean, when it comes down to it, we might not even go for that, depending on what we need. Right. But it would be nice to have something to defend against pirates. Right. Sea monsters or anything or like that. Um, yeah. Right now, there is a ballista on your fort castle. Oh. So. Good for fishing, um, at least. Yeah. And remember, you also uh, have... You, you made sure that of your 16 crew, five of them are har harpoonists. Right. So they are skilled with harpoons. And spell attacks are always good, too. We're all relatively decent casters. So yeah, if those pirates get within 60 feet, they're in trouble. <laughs> um, so we're selling the gunpowder. You also have a mangonel, by the way. It's on the main deck. What's that? It's kind of like an old style trebuchet. It's a, yeah, it's like a it's like a catapult with a like a giant sling, but it's like large size, movable for a. Um, I don't know how accurate. So it sounds like we really can't go on a, a big spending spree. We kind of have to hold on to our our cash because we yeah. may need it depending on how long this voyage goes. We still have to be thrifty. Looking at the map, uh, Konos. Mm -hmm. There is like a stop in between. There's a small island that looks like a generally well-traveled port that, worst-case scenario, we might be able to restock on. Yeah, there are a couple places, a couple looks like towns uh, or settlements on a couple of these. It looks like there might be some fishing areas in one or two places as well. The big question, again, is just how far away. But yeah, like I've, if we're doing a longer journey, we probably may have to plan on doing maybe a little bit of fishing uh, en route. Right. That'll be fine. I don't like the dragon that's in between that island and the island we're going to, though. <laughs> that's always the double question of, is that there because someone spotted a dragon at some point and they decided to add it to the map? Or was that someone who got bored and drew a dragon on the <laughs> map? I was going to say, it's lovely craftsmanship, but I really hope it's just decoration. <laughs> yeah, or, may or, maybe they've, or maybe they found something really cool there and didn't want anyone else going there, so they thought, hey, maybe let's draw a dragon there and scare people away. <laughs> I'm so optimistic. Yeah, so uh, if um, Konos wants to give me a... Why don't you actually give me a uh, investigation check? Okay. Oop. Investigation 20. So you know that the way that the Company of e the Eastern Sun, the way that they work, if there's a symbol on that map, it's because... Uh, the, the because this is the preliminary map, this is a conglomeration of all the reports that have been given about this area to the company of the Eastern Sun. So if there's a flying thing there, they probably saw a flying thing there. If there's fish, it means that they probably, there's either abundant schools of fish or that's a place where people from the island fish. If there's a shipwreck, probably a shipwreck. So, 
Yeah. So so take the so basically take the map at face value. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So yeah, maybe we do try to stay clear of that. <laughs> okay. And then we also we also talked about like either like finding some kind of delivery or passengers looking to go out that way. Some additional kind of basically some additional get some additional money as part of the part of the travel. So we have ammunition for any kind of weaponry that we have on the ship, or is that something that we need to get? There are um, ten uh, ballista arrows, and there are probably several uh, rocks and bags of heavy things to to fire off in the in the mangano. Does anybody have like a fire spell attack ranged like just? There he is. Uh, no, nothing, nothing fire. I was gonna say we can launch the uh, barrels of gunpowder <laughs> and put them on fire, but I don't think that's very practical. That could go very badly very quickly. But just a thought. Okay. And if you want to gamble, Chaos Bolt can be fire. <laughs> but... We're already thinking of gamble throwing the sacks of powder. I don't think we want to add that much more of a risk factor to it. Throw a Chaos Bolt out and it's... Oh, uh, nope. It's psychic damage. Doesn't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> the gunpowder is feeling very depressed, but it is not enough to make it <laughs> oh my! It's cold, or it's cold damage. It will never blow up. Yeah, <laughs> we just froze it. Okay. Well, um, that being established, I think we sell the sacks of gunpowder. We sell the amethyst gems. We have enough ammunition, I think, to get us through general trade routes. Maybe not with like any pirates, but. We can handle anything that comes our way with the amount of stuff that we have. Yeah, and having those um, kegs of gunpowder on the ship could be a liability into itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's off. Uh, let's offload this. I do have enlarged reduce, so I can enlarge the rocks we throw via our mangano. Oh yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm. <laughs> but then we're keeping. The candy, nuts, and salted fish for our own travels. Uh, we'll keep the barrels of spices. Yes. And we'll keep the ropes. Sound fair to everybody? Yeah. And that, and that all goes to the ship fund paying, uh, paying our crew and any other repairs that we may need, any other supplies that we may need. I would say the one, the one thing to keep in mind would be how much gunpowder is it and how much can we easily sell at a decent price where we are? In Trustenfen, and what do we want to carry the rest to Calport, which seems to be a bigger city and might sell something like gunpowder at a better price? Like, I'm not sure how much gunpowder we can sell here. That's a fair point, but we also don't know what is yeah. at Calport. That's true. Yeah, I think we got to just find out what what its market value is here, and if that sounds good, take it or leave it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, actually, um, probably it's probably the case that Imarin would know that since she's um, 
part of, part of the, you know, since our family is, is part of the shipwright guild, they, okay. they sort of would know, you know, how much it costs to outfit weapons and whatnot on the ships. Um, and so in general, uh, gunpowder, you have, uh, five, two pound bags of gunpowder. They're in these sort of like, almost like uh, basket type woven bags almost. Um, and uh, there are two pound bags and you have five of them. So you have 10 pounds of the stuff. And in general, a sealed bag of gunpowder, it would fit in one of those mini kegs. And that goes for about 10 gold for two pounds. You have five of those bags. So, so that'd be 50 if we sold all of it. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that then. Cool. Now you you also know that that's not extremely common uh, to see on ships around here, so it's possible that it will go for actually a higher price because it's less common. Um, can we can we try to haggle the price up? <laughs> yes. Do you want to, who wants to do it? <laughs> I can try. I'm pretty good at haggling. Okay. Good persuasion. Yeah. Do you want to give me a persuasion? I can help. And also, are you going to specifically try to sell it like down on the dock, or are you going to try to sell it like in the market? Well, the market's probably where you can get a better price, right? It's up to you. And people are going so, down to buy. So, I put it this way: if you went down to the docks to sell it, you would be selling it directly to someone on a ship, and it would uh-huh. be more like a um, almost like a black market sale. Whereas, if you sell it in the market, you're selling it, you know, to a legitimate merchant. And yeah, so that's that would be the difference there. Considering the fact we've we've apparently earned a bit of reputation, it m- might go better if you sell it directly to yeah. a ship. Like, yeah, I mean, can we get in trouble for that? Is that like illegal, or is it just or just chance of getting a better price? It's it's not illegal, uh, but I okay. would consider it more like a gray market where um, it's not illegal, but it's just not all that common in this area, and so you know. Um, certain merchants would decide not to sell it, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that they dealt in. Yeah. The most, I mean, the most the most direct way to, to do it would just be look at look around for ships in the port with cannons. And say, hey, you've got cannons, we've got gunpowder. Want to make a deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll try to sell it down at the docks then. So, uh, roll me a perception check. Perception, okay. Um. Nine. Okay. You only see one ship down there uh, that has cannons, and actually all of their... You suspect they have more than one cannon, but um, m- the other cannons, for example, you you suspect are sort of pulled away. And um, unfortunately, you also notice something else. Well, I don't know, unfortunate. Uh, you notice that... Um, the flag that is being flown off the mast of this ship has um, silver tooth on a red background on it. So if you don't remember what that is, you can roll a history check. Okay. History. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. But, uh... Those are the ones that Marcel ran into? Those are the ones that Marcel ran into, right? That's what yeah. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 20. 18. Yeah, so uh, this definitely is reminiscent of what Marcel has mentioned about the 
pirate ship that attacked and waylaid her ship. Okay. Well, then I will leave the docks, having seen that, and go back to the group. Now, there's a ship down there at the docks uh, that's flying a flag, like the one you described, Marcel. A silver shark tooth with a deep red background? Yes, with cannon. It looks like a very ominous ship. Great. That's why, what, what, would a, what would a pirate ship be doing here? That's what I was wondering. Well, they probably haven't announced that they're pirates. Sure. If they are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're that stupid, though why they'd be using the same flag. Maybe a little reconnaissance is in order to find out really what, what the, who they are and what their intent is. Uh, we could always go ask Olgrath what he knows about the ship first. Yeah, especially if, see, if they're, see if they're registered or not. Yeah, I was thinking we probably don't want to sell them gunpowder if they yeah. no. up to them good. good. Call on that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I I don't think we should be selling gunpowder at all here if we want to make sure they don't end up with their hands on it. If we sell it in the market, they can buy it off the market themselves. Yeah, but I'm sure we're not the only source of gunpowder. They probably can get their hands on some, whether it's ours or not. Supposedly rare, so I'm not sure how much they could find unless we put 10 pounds of gunpowder on the market. Um, but yeah, maybe. So tempted to go down and like offer it just so I can start a conversation. Say that again. You want to go offer it to them? I was gonna. I I'm still kind of wanting to go down to just offer it to start a conversation with the with people on that ship or with just anyone. Just, just talk to the people on the ship. Just say, hey, I noticed you had cannons. We have gunpowder. What are you using your cannons for? <laughs> Not that terribly obvious, but... Use it as a conversation starter to get information is my purpose. I won't sell are it to them. Try to convince the rest of the group that that's a good idea? I don't know. Is it a good idea? It's probably not, but... I mean, I want to get a look on, on who's on that ship, too, but at the same time, they might recognize me, and as far as they're concerned, they think I'm dead. Do you have, like, a, a up-close-and-personal interaction with any of them? I mean, I was on, their sh on the ship they broke, they sank, but I don't know how often they do that. And, I mean, there's a chance... I'm not saying it's they're going to recognize me on sight. I wasn't exactly captain of the ship or anything. Um, well, while well, you're distracting them, Emran, I could go on board and snoop around. And see oh, I, <laughs> I was going to say, if, Marcel, if you want to observe them but concerned about they might recognize you, I could just make you invisible. That could work. We could. I still think it might be in our best interest to ask what Ulgrath knows first see what i mean i'm assuming if they're in the harbor they're registered and it would be interesting to see how they're registered and there's always a chance that they may be flying the same flag and this isn't the same ship this is the next day right this isn't the same night no this is the same night this is the same night same night. Well, you over, in. Yeah. Oh, it's in the kitchen, right? You came, in, you came in like midday, and then it's been this entire. I mean, it's night now. It's like 
after yeah. dinner time. It's like yeah. nine or nine or ten p.m. now. Have we seen any blue skin goblins anywhere in town? Nope. In fact, you haven't seen anybody that you don't recognize in the tavern itself. So either they're they're staying on the ship. Like everybody that's in the tavern are people that you recognize from the docks or from your own ship or from just around town. They may have just arrived or they're not disembarking. Did we see that ship when we when we got back? Was they were they already here? Can I roll a perception check? Nine. You do not remember seeing that ship. It's a pretty large ship. You think you would have uh, noticed such a large ship? So they may come in. They may have come in after us, which means they may not have registered yet. Especially considering Earl Grath is a bit busy with his crab stew. Might be somebody else down there. I'm sure there's somebody else down there keeping tabs, but. Uh, I think we have a better shot of buttering up Old Grat than we do <laughs> anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Say we lay it to rest for the night, pick it up in the morning. Maybe keep an eye out, see if they do anything. Yeah, maybe. I would stay down in the tavern for a while and keep an eye on anybody who comes in and out. Maybe until like 11. Do we want to recruit our crew to keep an eye out? Not telling them they're pirates because they seem to have a pretty loose mouth. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'd say if it's in if it's in port, I don't think they're going to try anything. I don't think so either. But it would be interesting to know what they're up to, where they're going, and if this is the same ship. Yeah. Well, what I can do is, and I I can. If we want to just like rest for the night, I can have Otto just kind of like swim, swim like under the dock near their ship and keep an eye on who comes off, who comes on and off, and, and uh, what goes on. Be wise. I definitely do want to get close to the ship and enough to see if I recognize the ship itself, other than the flag, and maybe see if I can spot anyone on on board. Sweet. But I don't want to get too close. Not now. Do you um? want Konos to turn you invisible? Yeah, I suppose we could do that. That way I can get closer and make sure that they don't spot me. Because my stealth is not great. We've already tested that before. <laughs> <laughs> are doing this now? Yes. Do you want to... Are you, are you going to try to go down to the dock watch station and find out what you can first? Or are you going to go... Um, like, what's, what's the plan? What's the plan, guys? <laughs> We're near the tavern right now we might as well go to the dock mm -hmm. watch see if they've registered the ship there and what we can find out and then because we have to go back to our ship anyways and then when we go back down to the dock um yeah that's what we can try to spy on them yeah what does actually think i want to get on the ship but i want to i'm willing to hear what the dock watch says <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you go down to dock watch and there is a human man uh, in there, uh, standing, you know, he's the person on duty. So Olgrat is apparently um, being retained by the crab preparation. Uh, but as you walk in, he says, "Ah, hello, welcome, 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 hello, welcome. It's uh, nice to see you. Uh, you, I think you already registered your ship, correct? Yes, we have. Oh, well, what, what, what can I do for you then? 
We're curious about another ship, a large ship. You're on the Tempest Fury, right? Tempest Fortune. Fortune, Fortune, that's right. Tempest Fortune. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to learn everything. Oh, I, very rarely does Olgrat let me actually do the job. <laughs> I'm his assistant, and um, I, I'm, I'm very excited. What can I do for you? Well, Something easy. I we saw another ship in the harbor, a rather large one with uh, cannons. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannons? Oh, what, really? Cannons? Yeah. He sort of, he walks over to the door and he tries to crane his head and look. Got a, a red uh, flag with a I don't see. tooth. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm, yes. Mm, that's yours, too? Have they registered? Uh, are they, uh, 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 let me find out. Let me find out. He walks back, pulls out from under the counter, big, giant sheath of parchments that looks very familiar to you, that Olgrat dealt with last time that you were in there. And he's very painstakingly going through, going along. Nope, that's not it. And he turns the page. And he does that for about 10 minutes. He says, oh, you should just look on this sheet. Hold on. And he gets another page out. And he says, let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, here, here it is. Here it is. It's the swan tail. The swan tail, yes, the swan tail. Very large ship, very large ship. Yes, skeleton crew though. Very, very few sailors aboard. Apparently, um, uh, they they just they just got in about an hour ago, and uh, they're pr apparently getting ready to ship out again already. They just wanted to um, to, I don't know what they wanted to do. They didn't actually say. Oh darn! Ah. Oh, God. Oh no. Are you sure the ship's name's not not it's not the tall tail? It says swan tail. That's what they registered it as. The swan tail. Sounds like a tall tail to me. Well, you know, I thought it was strange, <laughs> but, you know, who knows what the old guy thought. Uh, you know, I don't know. Who, who came to register? Was it the captain? Captain Selverant. Captain Selverant. That's, yeah, that's what he wrote here. He said his second in command, his first mate, is Bola. Bola. What a weird name. That's it, Bola. It doesn't hmm. I don't know. He was the only one that came in, Captain Selverant. Old guy. Big beard. Nice guy. Two hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't do you is he only supposed to have one? Have you heard of well, him? He... No, I haven't. I was wondering if it was maybe a ship that I had uh, come across, but uh Oh. No, no, two hands, two hands. Human. That captain was missing a hand, yeah. so maybe this is the other another ship. Yeah, no, no, full full hands. Yeah, not even wearing gloves. In fact, he was wearing just a white shirt. Big muscular guy, old guy though. You know, big gray beard, smoking a pipe. Nice hat. So, have you seen any other ships flying that same flag? Oh no, that's not a common one. No. I it seemed like not very many people liked to they asked to be down by the end of the dock. They didn't want to be near other ships or whatnot, but uh, you know, I, I, I told him he had to he had to stay where he was, so I think, you know, he didn't wanna I think they're a little bit shy. I don't mm -hmm. think they wanna they don't like to come into dock. I've never seen this one before. Okay. It's a big ship though, I think I'd remember. Maybe they're from far away. I don't know. It doesn't say it said they just came from Donir. You know, that's just right down south. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
Okay. They didn't register any cargo. You know, that was kind of weird. I asked them if they were picking up a big lot, but uh, they said no. They're just getting some provisions, and then they're going to head out. Have they? Did they say where they're sailing to next? He said going back to Donier. I don't. I'm not sure what's. That's all he. That's all he said. That's what I got right here. Let me check the other paper. Okay. He starts going through the <laughs> big sheets. He's looking. No, no, that's not it. It turns. He does that for a few more minutes. No, I, I don't know where their big registration went. It might be, it might be in the back. Hold on one second. I'll, I'll be right back. He goes back to that back room behind the curtain. You hear him rustling through everything. Well, so Axley's the only one of us who's see, actually physically seen the boat at this point, right? If you came down to the dock watch, you probably could have glanced and seen it. Okay. Based on how he's described, it's a large ship and a small crew. What I think that that sounds unusual or suspicious. Like, like, would a skeleton crew be big enough to really effectively, you know, man that ship of that size? Uh, no. I mean, yes, technically speaking, a skeleton crew could do it, but not if they're going to be going anywhere far away. So if they really are going to Donir, then maybe they could get away with a smaller crew, but it's a pretty big ship to have that big of a crew just to go a few hours away. Okay. Something's definitely fishy about it. Doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't catch your name. Hold on, I'll be there in a second. He's still in the back looking up. <laughs> oh, he's still in the back. <laughs> so he comes back up in a couple of minutes. He says, Farilla, Farilla, nice to make your acquaintance. I understand you're you're paid up for the whole month. I couldn't get this other ship to pay up for the whole month, you know? Oh well, I think Olgrat's going to be disappointed. Well, if they say they're leaving that fast, I'm assuming they're not that interested. In... If 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 they said they were leaving as soon as possible, then I can see why you'd make it. it would be a hard uh, yeah, sell. I guess. But I was hoping to impress Olgrat, and he's not going to be too impressed with this now. I can't even find their reg- their original paperwork. I'm going to have to tear this place apart after you leave. Hmm. I hope you didn't. Lose it after the captain left. Uh, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's here somewhere. I just, I have their original sign in. I just don't. I don't have their main sheet. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. I can keep looking for it if you if you need to know anything else. You might want to find it before Olgrat comes in. Yeah. I'm sure, that would upset him more than not getting a month's pay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got. I gotta go. I gotta go. And he like, turns. <laughs> He goes back into the back room to look. All right, we'll walk out. I think that's all we're getting from. <laughs> well, if they're leaving shortly, I think it's all the more uh, impetus for us to get on board Actually and see what's going on. He wants to sneak on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm curious too. Because yeah. as far as I remember, it was a big ship that took down mine, right? Yes. But they did not have a skeleton crew, because or else they wouldn't have been able to completely destroy it. Correct. He could very well be lying about how many people are on that ship right now. He could. Well, there definitely are more. Especially if most of the crew happen to be blue-skinned goblins that would catch the attention of people here who are hiding. So what, what would you like to do? Sounds like we're planning, sounds like we want to go take a closer look here. Yep. Yeah, let's go see how buttoned up the ship is. Is it accessible, or are they taking care to make sure that there's nothing seen or, or uh, anyone can 
get access to the deck. So let's get per perception checks from everyone. Uh, are you going to, Marcel, are you going to go invisible before you get within the eye shot of the ship? Yeah, I would be. How long? It's an hour, right? Yeah, so I, yeah, I, this, is, this is about the time I'd be planning on casting that. Okay. Okay. Perception. Oh. 12. Oh. Four. I got 23. So a four, a 23. Emerin? 19. Uh, and Konos? Uh, 12. Okay. Uh, anybody who got 10 or above, so basically everybody but... The one most interested Marcel. in the ship. Yeah, everybody but Marcel. <laughs> Marcel is, is worried about making sure that uh, they're actually invisible and not yep. just, you know... Um, you look at the ship, and you see that it is a very large ship, and it the gangplank is precariously placed, so it's pretty obvious that they're ready to pull it at a moment's notice, rather than it being out and secure. It's kind of out so that someone can come and go if they know that it's there, and they can stabilize it temporarily and use it. Um, but it's not, you know, when you set your ship, you put out a gangplank so that everybody can move on and off the ship and do their duties and not have to worry about falling off. Um, this thing is not out. They are, when you look at the, the tie-offs, the tie-offs are quick release. You know, they're, they're sort of half-tied so that if they need to make a quick exit, you also see oars sticking out of some small windows uh, from one of the lower deck. There are probably 10 oars on each side, minimum. And you didn't stand there and count. You're just kind of, you're kind of trying to nonchalantly walk by um, and just sort of glance and not tr try to seem like you're ogling the ship. Um, since Axley told you where he saw the cannon, you you can also look up and see the sort of the edge of the cannon peeking over, even though it is uh, quite well hidden. Um, and you don't see anyone walking above. You don't see anyone on deck. Uh, in fact, the the normal places where a lantern would be hung, uh, so that people walking on the main deck could do so without tripping or you know uh, causing a problem. Those lanterns are all snuffed. They're out. So there, there isn't very much light on the ship. There is light coming from one window uh, in the forecastle. But other than that, it's pretty dark. And it definitely looks ready to get out of Dodge if they need to. Marcel, why don't you make me a perception check with advantage? Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, that would be a 21. When you when you're all walking, when you get to the point where you can actually see the front of the ship, and uh, you can see the um, the what do you call it the the front the front part that sticks out that's decorative. God, I just just flew it. Figurehead. Yeah, the figurehead flew out of my head. I had it. Uh, that you see that, and you see that uh, part of it is obscured with a sail that has been laid over it. But it is definitely like there is a big shark jaw on there, which is exactly what you saw on the ship that had attacked your ship. Does it say so the, the swan tail? Like, is it painted as uh, with the name at the back? 
No, the, the the back actually has once again some sails draped over the one of the uh, one of the rowboats. That's one of the, part of the ship's complement is uh, conveniently lowered so that it is blocking where the name, name of the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's it's Swan it's spelled S H A R K. Yeah. <laughs> So you're you're pretty sure uh, yeah. that this is either in the same fleet or is actually the, the very same, same ship, ship that yeah. attacked yours. I am gonna let the party know this, just kind of like whisper to them from where I'm following, probably behind them, so I don't, no one trips over my invisible mm-hmm. self. Uh, right. This is either this is either the same ship or part of the same fleet. Meaning, these guys are definitely pirates. Yeah. Well, maybe we have a use for all this gunpowder after all. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Konos and pretend to talk to Konos, but actually talk to Marcel. Um, did they take anything specific that you know of off of your ship that you were on? Like a specific object that I can locate to see if it's the exact same one? Is that even helpful information at this point? Can you only locate objects? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I was thinking locate people, but I looked at the spell and it's only objects. Yeah. I was like, does a crab hand count as an object? (laughs) 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 Um, It was a merchant ship, right? So it would be just... Would there be anything that was on our ship that they might have taken as a souvenir? Not unless there's something that you... I mean, they took everything they could, right, that they could get their hands on before it sunk. Anything of value. Anything of value. So if there's something that you know that one of your shipmates had, a piece of jewelry or something like that, that they, if Mm. if they could recover that, then they would have taken Um, it. First thing that comes to mind that might work would be the captain of the ship may have had a specific kind of sword with some kind of decoration that I could, like, give a description of. Because mm-hmm. Captain would have some kind of weapon on on him, yeah, that would call the attention of a pirate and be like, "Hey, now my mm-hmm. sword!" <laughs> right, right, yeah. And if the if uh, you know the the Lutrinian are uh, seafaring people, so they would that would probably be a a an artifact of some prestige. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be some generic sword. It would probably be if that captain was well respected and whatnot. It would probably have some gems inset in it or an inscription or something that could probably be something that puts right. it apart from a regular right. sword at least. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I buy that. I think that okay. would that's probably true. So right. Emmerin, you could probably lo- you could probably do that if you wanted to. So yeah, as Marcel is kind of, mm, how close are we to the ship? Uh right now you're sort of standing on the other side of the, one of the dock strips, so the you're probably mm, I don't know sixty feet from it. You can get closer or farther away. You're not that far. It's a thousand feet. It's a okay. thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna wander out of visual, <laughs> so they can't see me casting a spell. So it's this locate object. Yes. So I'm gonna pull out a little forked twig and do some motions. Um, and kind of sweep my hand over towards the ship to see if I get a ping. You cast this spell, and 
and two things happen. Uh, the first one is you you definitely know that there is a sword that is at least similar to what Marcel described in the cargo hold of that ship. Secondly, you hear all sorts of splashing in the water just uh, below where you guys are standing on the dock. If you if you look down, you see Otto splashing around. Okay, I didn't tell him to do that, but okay. Why is why is Otto splashing? He's definitely agitated. I'll communicate like what what's wrong? What's going on? What do you see? It's dark. Like it's like what what he what he sends to you, what information he sends to you is evil. It's dark. Coming from inside the ship or near it? He he can't. Yeah, it's not. That's not within his. All it's he's. It's almost like uh, you know how uh, if you take a magnet and you bring it close to a compass, it'll make it. That's that's kind of how screwy, he's yeah. like. He's freaking out. Okay. All right. Um. Do I see any? Can I see any like open windows or portholes nope, on the side of the ship? Everything's battened up. Okay. I said that's 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 good. That's good enough for now. Come back and I'll okay. Bamf him back. He's still bucket. like agitated and splashing around in the bucket. So much so that everybody can hear what he's doing. <laughs> now we've got to get out of here. This is, we go on or go out. Do we, do we want to try to disable this ship in in port? Is that a what would that accomplish? Making sure they can't flee. Or follow us. If the pirate I saw had a clawed hand like a crab, and we know that this thing now like gets progressively worse, it could be that the person who signed up the ship is not even the captain himself. But whatever it may be, these people are probably in some way related to the cultists we you've been following. We may be able to find out more clues as to the rest of the things on that ship now the question is do we want to confront them ourselves or do we want to get back up from trust and fen let them know they have pirates sitting in their dock what are they gonna do there has to be a militia of some kind and also but but we need proof though it's true you get the sense that whatever threw Otto off was like some kind of magical barrier or something that just like blocked him from being able to see. To Konos's recollection, Otto's never really acted like this before. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could try to detect magic, but that would turn off invisibility. Yeah. I, was gonna, I have detect magic too, because that, that's exactly what I was thinking, but it's a ritual. The other thing I could do if we needed some kind of proof that there's something more going on would be to bring Olgrad over, and I can cast Reduce on the uh, rowboat that's covering the name of the ship to kind of prove that they're at the very least lying about that. I was going to say, too, maybe Axley can do a little something with his mage hand to pull the, the tarp off. sails off of yeah. it, too. Oh, I don't have mage hand. You don't? No. <laughs> Konos, I don't either. Your, um, your small piece of coral... Where do you normally keep it? Yeah. It would be in a it would be like in a wrapped in like a sealskin pouch in inside one of his, his okay. inner coat pocket. Uh it's feels very warm, which has also never happened to be. Okay. Well, I if we consider this ship a, akin to a cave of bats, whatever we do is likely <laughs> to be like throwing a torch into the middle of it. So we have to be prepared for the repercussions of whatever comes streaming out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I wish we could have a long rest beforehand, though. Well, I mean, they're going to sail in the morning. We either, we either just let them sail, and then it's not a problem for us, but it could be later. It could be later, yeah. What's our priority? Is it to just go ahead with our journey and maybe not confront them? So now he or didn't ever, even or... say they're leaving in the morning. He said they're going to turn around and leave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like they're okay. potentially getting ready to go, like we said, like soon. Um, how secure? Did, I mean, does, you said the gangplank looks kind of loose. Does it look like we could climb up it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you you notice that it's there and that it, it's kind of unsecure. So if you were just sort of absentmindedly trying to walk on, it would be a problem. But you could actually temporarily secure it to the dock and use it. I'm just going to whisper. I'm going to try to get a closer look and see what I can find on deck, and I'm going to try to quietly move up the gangplank. Well, are you, you're you're visible. <laughs> Why don't you? Uh, I can I can go invisible and and go do some recon, and I have a pretty good stealth. If you want to come with me, that's fine. But I I really want to get a closer look now at what's at what this ship is. Okay, I'm going to cast invisibility then. <laughs> if you're going, what's Imran going to do? Not stealthing out of the ship, you guys. I have disadvantage on stealth and the negative dex modifier. Oh no, you're staying off the ship. I I will say I do have a way of poking the nest of the the hornet's nest. Um, I think because yeah. message lets me send a message to someone. I don't have to see them as long as I'm familiar with the target. Mm-hmm. So I could try casting message to who I know is the actual captain to see if it actually works and kind of just send him a message going i know who you are and see what happens they'll leave they're prepped to leave sorry imarin what did you say mm, mm, go ahead (laughs) that's not what you said Just, I, I mean, I'm not going to do it if we're if if two people are going onto the ship. I'm not going to do it while they're on the ship. I'm just saying that's an option I have. One, it'll make sure it'll make us know if the captain is still there and alive. True, and he could potentially reply. Just for context, won't thunder wave at point blank range do a pretty big hole in the side of a ship? <laughs> I don't think it's that powerful. I could be wrong. So let's actually talk about that for a second. Uh, If you look at how they conceive of ship-to-ship combat, that's going to tell us something about. So the hull of a a ship of this size... Um, so just at, metagaming totally out of character. You, you don't necessarily know this, but I mean, Imran might know this because she's been around shipwrights and, uh, but, um, so the whole, so for example, the whole of your small sailing ship is armor class 15 and probably has about 250 hit points. Now you don't have to destroy that entire thing to make one hole in it, but that, that gives you sort of an idea of its strength. Whereas this this large ship that you're looking at from from this group is um, probably also armor class 15 and twice as many hit points as that. So it's all murder thick. Yeah, and and it has a damage threshold, which means that it has to take a certain amount of damage before it even starts eking away at those hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship, if a ship component has a damage threshold, that threshold appears. Uh, after its hit points in the stat block, a component that has 
immunity to all damage unless it takes an amount of damage that equals or exceeds its threshold. And uh, so, in other words, a thunder wave is only going to do what um, 2d8, 3d8. So maximum 24. That's that's barely going to scratch the damage threshold of that ship. So you might damage it, but it's not going to do wailing to get there. It will also make a lot of noise. Yes, that's true. Because we're also we're attacking a supposedly innocent vessel at this point. We're also boarding a supposedly innocent vessel at this point. So right now, what we're doing is going to be perceived as illegal or very much frowned upon. I, I, I would say that Marcel is fully convinced this is not an innocent vessel. <laughs> oh yeah. But nobody knows at this point, and we have no proof. Is the yeah. problem? Yeah. Well, I'm not. No one's attacking. I just want. I want to go on board to see what's going on. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's just hunches yeah, and stuff. It's just hunches and spiders. <laughs> so good. That's good enough for me right now. <laughs> I mean, one thing is we could try looking on board if that goes well and no one's discovered, and we do want to like poke the hornet's nest and kind of show the rest of the people around here that hey you've got pirates on board i could try messaging the captain see if it actually works and what their reaction is to hey i know there's you guys are pirates i'm gonna tell on you and see what they do see if they you know expose themselves on their own but i would say if we have the chance to uh sneak on board and figure shit out beforehand um that might be our first best bet do you have any desire to get Olgrat? Because if he was there time for that, I thought I thought he were walking on the ship. <laughs> Actually's like get, actually and Kona was getting ready to like. No, talking about this. <laughs> how how far is the in from where we are? A uh, ten minute walk. Uh, so that's more than a uh, two hundred feet. Oh yeah, much more. But if they're going to leave, they may leave anyway, unmolested. At least we'll have some information about what's the nature of the ship and what's on it if I can get down below. Yeah. The only other thing I can do is I can use prestidigitation to make like some kind of marker symbol appear on the ship. <laughs> but I mean, that would just let us recognize it for an hour. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't have anything else to mess with the ship. Unless you want to see what happens if you enlarge reduce a ship. Does that count as an object? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. That would be that would be quite something. Um, Funny. I mean, it only reduces it half size, so if it is a skeleton crew, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it a toy. It doesn't make it into a toy. It just halves the size. Reducing the whole ship? Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. impressive. That would be awesome. So we were just doing the little boat on the side so we could see the <laughs> Oh yes, no, that was that was just for the name, but uh okay. I, I've been I've been wondering if enlarge reduce works. We know the name's not honest. We know it has a different name. Yeah. No, the the other the, the other thing I had said for the rowboat was for like exposing the name of the ship. Right. So, so at least we have We definitely have ways of showing that the ship is lying in its registration uh, i say that we is... expose that i feel like we should expose that before we go doing this because if we get caught we're screwed i mean we can always expose them when we get caught uh... <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that plan then it's over i mean my plan was get on without being seen and get off 
um, yeah. and then find, see what I was going to bother and then get back off. I mean, that's fine, but we also, we also know there's some sort of magical aspect to this or something that Otto didn't like. So you're putting it's true. a lot of faith in being able to get on and off. I don't think off is going to be as easy as on. Okay, so because I am the type of DM that thinks that funny shit happens, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you attempt enlarge reduce on this ship if you want to. It oh is a gargantuan gosh. ship. It's a gargantuan ship that's 100 foot by 20 foot, and you would reduce it by one size category. Right. So, which is you know, what? It would, go, it would go from gargantuan huge. to huge. Um, uh, so, the thing is that they're going to obviously notice. Yeah. Um, Every, anyone who's on it is going to notice the ship. Yes, because the people will stay the same size. <laughs> yeah, it's just the ship. What's that going to accomplish? <laughs> well, it's definitely going to mess them up of being able to do much. Now, um, the object does yeah, get a constitution saving throw. So. And, and oddly enough, ships have constitutions. Yes, they do, and, and they're uh, pretty big. Possibly for, <laughs> possibly for this very situation. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently they have an armor class, so they can dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that case, the armor class is more how thick the right. wood yeah. is than... Yeah, because because they, they have, have a, they have a movement. They have an armor class for movement, too, so they have quite a few different stats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing after you reduce the size of the ship? Yeah, exactly. That I don't see the end game to that. So are you gonna are you gonna reduce it first or are you gonna let Axley try to Oh no 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 I'm just giving you guys <laughs> options of what we can do if shit hits the fan. I'm not gonna yeah. reduce the ship right now just to see what happens the way I'm that, very uh, that can be our get out of dodge plan. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, I took enlarge reduce specifically in case the pirates <laughs> attacked us. <laughs> <laughs> so nice I could toilet. try it on there. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, th I think the plan of sneaking on board and seeing what you guys can see is a good one. Okay, so am I hearing that uh, Konos and Axley are going to sneak? Well, how, I mean, how are you, how are you going to... Yeah, how are you going to sneak on board? Are you going to go invisible? If I well, I could, but then Marcel's not invisible anymore. So if you're oh, because you can only maintain. I well, can stay with. I can okay. stay with Emeron. Then I will. All right. I'm pretty short. Then I will. <laughs> Stand behind all right. The then box. I yeah. We want to take the ten minutes to cast detect magic to at least see like. Cause can't you determine like what kind of magic it is? Okay. Will it give you that kind of information, or does it just tell you that there's a magical presence? Pretty sure you can tell. What school? Yeah, it gives you what in the school of magic. What school? Huh. All right, then. Yeah, I can. I can wait for Emron to do detect magic. The problem is, if you're doing it as a ritual, that's going to be kind of obvious. Well, it's. I probably have to go back to the tavern, sit, do the ritual, then come back because it's a ten-minute concentration, or at least somewhere, maybe not. The tavern person yeah but i would have to leave i mean you could we could go back to our ship it's not too far off That's i true. mean we're in the bay that and cast it there and then walk back i mean i have no doubt there's magic you're going to detect magic that's not a question right, but i want to know if it's more of a protective okay. yeah if it's more protective it would be good to see it. if it's the ship that's pinging magic or if it's something on the ship that's smaller like it would be good to know 
how many sources of magic there are as well. So the the thing is that uh, magic is blocked by three feet of wood. Three, three feet, feet of wood, and mm. if she can't see the object, she won't be able to see the aura around it, even if she could technically detect it. Yeah. Hmm. So she would have to sneak not- sneak onto the ship. Mm. see the things inside the ship to see them glowing to see if the ship itself is not magical if the ship itself is magical the whole thing will glow to her but i would still see like i saw that certain vigorous shake of the head (laughs) not getting on this ship (laughs) would i still see like if there were three objects below deck radiating magic i would see three different auras i just wouldn't know what's emanating those auras or does it not work like that you wouldn't see those objects so you wouldn't see their auras either. Oh yeah, visible creature or object in the area. Dang it! Huh. It has to be. So really, all you could do is detect magic on the ship itself. On the ship the itself, the ship. which yeah. kind of doubt is. No, I am looking it up. Apparently, holes are about three inches to five, six inches thick, not three feet. So as long as the hole is made of wood. Detect magic would still like you would still be able to ping what's inside. You just wouldn't be able to see the what type of magic it is. But she would. But Which, the but the objects inside are not visible to her. Is the problem? Yeah. And also, it's not just the outer hole. There are walls inside, layers and layers of walls and decks. And I mean, I, I think that the wood would not be three feet. So I I get that point, but the objects themselves are not visible. So. Because the thing is, if they had all kinds of open portholes and all kinds of stuff, then yeah, I would, you know, there would be something that she could maybe sneak around and see. But everything is battened down. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm getting is she would be able to see that there's something magical in there, but because she can't see the object, she wouldn't be able to tell what Correct. school it is, which was what we wanted to figure. Oh, so out. I, either way, it's not as useful as I had hoped. So. And my own version is even less. You know, a, a, a giant ship is kind of like a building, you know, so generally speaking, to, to see anything about it or inside of it, you kind of have to go inside of it. It's also, what, 30 feet range? Yeah, it's not as helpful. Yeah, I think I think the sneaky, I mean, ideally only invisible people um, go in and try to stay stealthy. And uh, we non not stealthy people that can be seen wait somewhere where we can see what's going on on the outside and uh is Otto still freaking out yes he's quite upset then i will he's he's not as agitated but he is still quite upset i'll leave him i'll leave him with with the people who are staying behind then just to help help my help our chances here i have another question oh i think i know the answer if i twin spell mage armor i can i can have two people with mage armor can't i i believe so yes I don't see why not. Um, I don't know. It only works if you don't have armor, though. But if one of you guys could use uh, 13 plus dex AC is better than what you have, I could cast mage armor on you and me at the same time before you go on board, just in case something happens. That would give me 18. Yeah, because you don't... You don't have leather armor on or anything, do you? Uh, I do have leather armor on. Oh, you have leather armor. Yeah, so I'm, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm it, it, it would replace the leather armor. You can't use uh, 
think you can't use well it doesn't affect them uh yeah it says who isn't wearing armor so you'd have to take off your leather armor but yeah i could cast mage armor on you okay um will that help actually better um i'll have leather armor and leather is 11 plus dex or 12 i can't remember so i think so that gives me i think 13 it would give you a plus two that gives me plus two to what i have yeah, because oh. it's 13 plus your dex for Mage Armor. Oh, okay. All right. So my dex bonus is plus three. So you'd get a 16 total AC with Mage Armor. Okay, so give me... But two. you guys would have to take down, take off your leather armor because it doesn't work if you have armor. Oh. Uh, then okay. I will spend. I will take one minute to doff my leather armor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never, first time I've ever actually used that. <laughs> okay, so let me set the scene. Konos and Axley are stripping down. Yes, <laughs> and I'll, I will. I will play a little tune on my flute and give everybody an inspiration die. Okay. Bardic inspiration. Okay. And then once they're finished doffing their armor, I will twin spell uh, mage armor and cast it on both of them. Okay. Hopefully we won't need it. Hopefully we're just going for a look. Marin is just sitting there rubbing her temples. <laughs> don't worry it'll be fine what could go wrong oh my god everything will be in and out like a cat I sure hope so so what's this sword look like we take the sword I describe it again it's um we're gonna steal the sword I don't mind it's it's a it's a rapier style sword so it's a, a fine uh, fine bladed you know it's very decorative it's uh, it's almost like if you think about, um, you know, the marine, like a saber, um, the sword that a mar- that a marine, yeah, a saber that a marine right. carries, uh, but but it's the it's the dress mm-hmm. saber, right? So it's very elaborately carved, and it probably has a name on it, and probably something uh, in uh, embedded in the actual blade itself, you know, in terms of writing on it or something right. like that all right well if i if i have a chance to get it we'll get it um right now my coral is kind of playing hot and cold with me so i'm going to be as weird as that sounds so i'm going to yeah just kind of get on there and kind of see where it leads me can we make up some kind of signal in case you guys get in trouble and need help yeah, yeah. we can do that um why would you ever need to do that i mean <laughs> Do do either do I? Either Basically, do if there's that? any kind of disturbance, that's probably a sign. That, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I help. I mean, I can. I can Be loud. I can make a. I mean, I, with presentation, I can make a shower of sparks. I don't know if that like fireworks or how big or small that 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 is. That works. You have the gunpowder on us. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was here to sell it. <laughs> he does. You can make sure this ship never goes anywhere again. Oh boy! Here, we heard you need some gunpowder. Care for a smoke? Oops! Run! Do you think? Do you think lightning works to to to? Um, no, it might make gun gunpowder go boom. It might spark it just enough. Yeah, uh, I do have message, and it's 120 feet, so I could probably ping one of you guys every like five minutes at least as a how's everything going and you can respond to me when they respond um, do they so have to talk out loud or is it tele- telepathy 
Uh, no, it can be, it okay. is out loud, but it can be a whisper. It says, um, target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. Okay. Okay. So it's basically telepathy, but without saying it's in your mind. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So let me get this straight and make sure that I have your, what you're doing, uh, correct as per your plan. Konos is going to turn himself invisible. Axley is going to be invisible or no? Yes. Yes. Both of you have had mage armor cast upon you and you got rid of your leather armor. Imran and Marcel are going to be just a 30 feet away or so from the boat. That way they're close mm -hmm. enough that, that Marcel's 120 feet message. range yeah. for message probably is fine. What is Imran going to be doing? Pacing. <laughs> okay. Fighting her nails. <laughs> I don't have anything helpful. I don't have anything prepped. I, there, I, I'm not helpful. I'm not useful in this situation. Nothing I have okay. is prepped for this kind of scenario. Sure, you are. If we, if we need you, you will be. You will be raring to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have good like attack things because I was not expecting a fight in Trast and Finn. <laughs> I'm excited. That's the downside of playing a cleric who chooses their spells every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. good ones. Okay, so uh, so Konos, uh, which one of you are going first, Konos or Axley? Yeah, I'll, I'll be keeping watch to see if I see anybody coming and going from the ship and relaying that to Marcel so she can relay okay. it to them. Uh, do, do Konos and Axley want to give me a stealth check, please? Sure. 13. Um, 16. Um, you both uh, walk up the, the gangplank, and it's it goes up to the main deck. And you sort of look to either side. You don't see anyone on the main deck. But as you get to the top of the gangplank, and you kind of climb over the rope that's there, and you look, you see that on the deck of the ship, there is a giant symbol painted on the deck in blue paint. Blue that looks like the same eye symbol that was painted on your ship. There is a person walking in the forecastle in the front of the ship, at the bow of the ship, there's a you know few stairs up to the sort of elevated forecastle area. And they are walking around and they are looking and then they, they are looking down and then they're looking out and then they're sort of moving to the other side. And they're about to turn and look towards the back of the ship. And as they turn, you see that it's a human male. And um, he, start, he starts walking towards this area. It's because you're coming up in the middle. He's walking towards the, the stern. And as he moves by, you see that he is human, except for one hand is a crab claw. And he walks past you, and he gets about two feet past you, and then he stops. And then you hear him. And he kind of turns, and he looks. And he is looking right at you. And he sniffs again, and he kind of rubs his nose. And then he turns, and he keeps walking, goes back to the stern, goes up onto the rear castle of the ship and he continues to sort of do his rounds and that's where we'll end 
Okay. Our answer. It's that's a lot to digest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could cut both ways, though, because you can spend an entire two weeks planning an on-ship adventure, and we can just turn and walk off. <laughs> yeah, let's, go, let's go do the thing we were supposed to be doing last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know whether you were go down to the and ask or to see anything or do anything, you know. Um, so it's possible that that was just, you know, going to wait till later. Um <laughs> It was also possible sure. that all that Antarsis lore was going to wait till later, um, but it didn't. So <laughs> this was kind of a strange <laughs> session. <laughs> Wasn't anything like what I thought was going to happen. Uh, I thought you guys were going to like get all your stuff together and hop on the boat, go away. <laughs> I thought it was going to go quite honestly. I, mean, I was I was planning on picking up a couple supplies, um, ch checking with the corals. Like, is, it, is there any place or person it needs to see here before we depart? Because it sounds like we're not coming back here for a while. But nope, we're, yeah. we're robbing yeah. a ship. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to mention too to Konos yeah. when the when the the guy with the crab hand walked by you, mm -hmm. your coral went cold. Mm. So, there you go. I was trying to corner Marcel in the beginning. You're trying to what? what happened. <laughs> I was trying to corner Marcel because I thought Marcel and I were going to stay at the tavern <laughs> while they went out map hunting. So then I started talking to, to <laughs> Glaphius and Taruna, and it just didn't. Yeah. All this just yeah. from trying to sell some gunpowder. <laughs> yep. Thank God we didn't try to sell the spices too. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what that would have thought? You might have been able to sell them to Olgrat right there in front of Taruma. Yeah. Is there any old bay in that? <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm curious. Does the, so this ship has the same eyes that was painted on ours? I'm wondering if it was our ship maybe originally a pirate ship or something. Or part of this, yeah. part of this fleet, and they're looking for it. You didn't find any flags on on. You didn't find any flags on our ship. Yeah. God, that's our ship. We're here to get it back. No. Yeah. We've gone through a lot of trouble to make it ours. <laughs> you took one ship away from me. You're not taking a second. I was gonna like use my woodcarver's tools. Like after we got on the sea, I was gonna use my woodcarver's tools to carve the name into our boat. Like it was gonna be great. It still happened. No, it it will. Well, I really shouldn't say that at this point because we have no idea what's happening. I figure one way or another it'll still happen. You're, you're just gonna have probably just you know at least two you know help wanted ads to write. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> that after we get caught. <laughs> well, he did. He did not see you. Pretty obviously. So. Yeah. Right. He might. He thought he smelled something, but um, that was it. So, does anybody have any questions or or anything that needs to be said? I mean, we're already beyond time, so I don't want to have a belabored mm -hmm. debrief. I think you all need to probably process some of the things that you've learned. So, I think the only thing I have to say is I'm really looking forward to that moment when I try and then <laughs> you just even want to try it. <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and like if and whenever you whenever you like put. A big lump of hunk of meat in front of me with that would say, "Oh, your 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 coral is is essentially picking up something." I will bite on that every time. Mm -hmm. so. I know. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought she was gonna uh, 
do reduce enlarge, and I was gonna be like, oh man, this is so hilarious. Uh, oh, when you guys, yeah. oh, yeah. This is gonna be It's good. gonna happen. I just wanna say, whatever you do, don't try casting that spell through the lens. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> then With us on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. You're on just the jump deck off. still. Yeah. Just yeah. message you being like yeah, two seconds out of the ship now. <laughs> Ten seconds. The ship will shrink in five seconds. <laughs> um okay, well, great session 